When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, baseball family. This week, we are waiting for Carlos Correa to sign, giving you hot stove updates, and we will share with you the best and worst of 2022 right now. Nine Plus Us presents the Baseball Together podcast with your hosts, Blackjack Brad and Kansas City Little Big Briggy Blue Eyes. And now, Baseball Together. Welcome, baseball family, to this week's episode of the Baseball Together podcast. I am one of your hosts. My name is Brad, and as you would imagine, our guy Brig is on my left. Welcome, Brig. How are you? Uh, welcome to 2023. Thanks, bro. 2023 is treating me really well so far. That's good. It seems like it. It mm-hmm. sure seems like it is. Yeah. I'm very happy for you. Pretty happy dude right now, Mom Frere. <laughs> excellent well you know i was a little concerned there wasn't gonna be a whole lot but this is what happens when you take a couple weeks off doing current events right yeah yeah Um, doing pre-recorded episodes and then uh, you come in and there is a surprising amount of news for being december in the first weekend january so let's jump right into it let's start with carlos correa the saga continues the drama if you will is it's so tense brig because he was signed, sealed, and mostly delivered to the Giants. Oh yeah, could be the, the next Giants shortstop for shortstop of the future. Uh, yeah. But then there were some issues, and things kind of fell through there. And then the Mets said, "Well, okay, if if you don't want him, then we'll take him." Right. And the same issues popped up. Apparently, it's an issue with the physical, with an injury that he had as a minor leaguer, is coming mm-hmm. back up and. Some teams are taking umbrage with that, I guess you would say, and it's it's Ooh. holding up some deals. Good word. Thank yeah, you. That's a, good, that. a great great use of that word. Yeah. No, it's a lower <laughs> leg deal. He broke his leg. Pretty severe injury, actually. Um, he fractured his lower leg. It was like a high A. Yeah, it was a long high time a. ago. Before any of us knew about him. Any yeah, of us not well, Houston fans, right? For sure. And uh a, all of his injuries, he has missed significant time. Like, let's be clear about that. He has had an injury bug plague him, but it's all been ribs and upper back and mid back and lower back stuff. It's never had anything to do with his leg, how it affects his ankle or his knee or his performance in any of those capacities where he's needing to run and dance around and stuff like that. So his range isn't affected at all by it. It's I don't know why this is such a problem for either organization. And, and I really hesitate to take scotty b's side on anything but he's right when he says this is ridiculous this shouldn't be a problem at all this is way old there's no problems right and i i wonder if the thing is is that these teams are like five years it'd be fine six years maybe it'd be fine yeah but over a decade and you want him to be 40 years old when this contract is up still producing on an injury that could get worse with age Mm -hmm. like i know it's like it's apples and oranges my dad is not and has not ever been an elite athlete and he'll be the first one to tell you that right like he he had a tib fib injury when i was 17 years old that still bugs him for those of you who don't know that was a long time ago 
Wow, so it yeah. still bugs him. Yeah, he <laughs> he has a wicked limp from that injury. Really, and and he did tell me because Gordon Hayward had that same had the exact same injury a few years ago. I was like, he's out for like at least a year, right? He's like, I don't know. He's like, he's got he's he's like he's in way better shape than I am, and has world class physical therapists and doctors working on him. He's like, he could be back, but Gordon Hayward has never been the same. Right. I know I'm talking basketball here, but if that's the injury that Carlos Correa had. And these teams are like, okay, he's been fine for now, but over time, like, is that gonna, like, is he gonna have issues with tendons, ligaments, muscles? Is it gonna affect somewhere else because he, maybe he's gonna start limping just a slight amount, and then he's gonna hurt his back again because he's had yeah. back issues. Yeah, maybe they're worried know. that's where that comes from. Well, it, and it makes sense because let's be honest, everything affect the chain starts at the bottom with back stuff. So right. it's entirely possible that everything going on in his back is being is starting all the way down at his ankle and his tip fit for sure. Could. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know. It's interesting. But we were gonna we were gonna wait to record another episode until Carlos Correa signed, but then it was looking <laughs> like that was not gonna happen. We're like, we might never yeah. record another episode again. So yeah, here we are. Yeah, we had to renege that rule. <laughs> yeah, we did. But <laughs> anyway, reports are coming out uh, from Carlos Correa's camp that there are three unidentified teams also courting Carlos Correa. Brig, do you believe that at all? I don't think it's three. Um, I could see two. One additional team, for sure. Oh, I'm sure there's one team somewhere, but I don't know if yeah. there are three teams. I don't know that. that, like... that yeah. yeah. No. After yeah. two organizations with you know, as much to lose as anybody else, has said like they're uncertain. I don't think it's three. Well, especially a team as reckless as the Mets have been. Exactly. Like, we're gonna get there, but <laughs> yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. And it's gonna yeah. be a good talk. And I think <laughs> I think that's Scotty B coming out and being like, Hey, you better hustle up and make this deal because mm-hmm. we got three teams. And they're like, You don't have three teams. Yeah. You do not have three teams. They refuse to name those teams. Yeah. So I don't know. Can we talk about the next thing though? Yes. Take it away, Brig. Baseball family, we, the Royal, we are excited to announce, in case you've been living under a rock and have not yet known about this, that the Yankees have named the 16th captain Aaron Judge. He's he's now officially the captain of the Yankees. This is a huge, huge deal in the Yankees organization. I mean, think about it. The team's been around for a billion years, and they've only ever had 15 until now. He's the number 16 captain of all time. So let me just let me just read you some of the names on that list that are full time that spent their entire career in pinstripes. The list goes down to like five. It's Lou Gehrig, Thurman Munson, Ron Guidry, Don Mattingly, Derek Jeter, and now Aaron judge. He will be the sixth player to have been named a Yankee captain to spend his entire career in the one in that organization. Well, now pump the brakes on that. Cause he's still got a long ways to go. Well, and no. if things sour in New York, you stop it right now. I'm just saying, Brig. Don't. I, I would hate hey. for you. I would hate for you to jinx that. That's all. Hey, I'm saying. hey. Uh, said the pot. I mean, what did we decide? Yeah. Right. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I needed that. Okay. <laughs> He's the captain. We're all very thrilled. For those of you and Yankees fans out there, skull. There you <laughs> go. Or Prost, or whatever you say. Whatever it is. However it is you say it. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's do some hot stove updates. Okay. Um, there's been some movement over the last couple of weeks. 
We had Dansby Swanson signed with the Cubs seven years, $177 million. Um, I don't know that he's the piece that's going to get them back to the playoffs, but it's definitely a start. And to have him around for seven years, they've got time to build around him to get back there. Totally. They just brought back Smiley as well. So, you know, they're looking at veteran leadership and influence. That's clearly the move here. But I got to tell you, Braves fans, I have it on good authority that Braves fans are not happy about this. That once they saw Freddie leave, they were like, it's okay. Like, it's not okay. Let me make that very clear. They're still not okay. But (laughs) they thought, you know what, though, but we got Dansby and he was like the homegrown guy that they were always going to be able to have. And now he's gone. And they said leading up to this, like, oh, he just got married. Let's make sure, you know, of, of course, there's no communication back and forth. They're, hopefully they're just giving him time, which I agreed and thought was the right move on behalf of the Braves organization. But Then they let him slide. And now what are they going to do for a shortstop? Is this one of those Houston Astros, Jeremy Pena situations where they know something we don't? Because I'm confused. I don't know. And this is the thing is like, it took him longer. I think it took longer than they would have liked for Dansby Swanson to reach the point that he has. Yeah. Well, right? okay. Yeah. I think that's a thing. Um, I wonder if they're like seven years might have seven good years out of him, but I think, I think he's reached, like, I think he's in his prime and you don't let a guy like that go in his prime to gamble on a prospect behind him. Right. Because, I mean, I'm going to go back to the Mariners. I'm going to go back to Jared Kelnick. Jared Kelnick was as sure a thing as you had in Major League Baseball two years ago. Yep. And now all, he is as big a question mark as you have in Major League Baseball right now. Correct. So I, I feel like you take it's it's a bird in the hand is better than two or what is it? Two one in the, in the hand. hand is better. Two in the bush. There you go. Yeah, that's yeah. the one I'm looking for. And I feel like that's what you had to dance with Swanson. Yeah. You got. Yeah, I agree. I don't know why they're letting him go. And and with no none of the other free agents at the shortstop position are available anymore. So I don't I'm it's just confusing and I unless they why. sweep in and get Carlos Correa. Ah, they <laughs> Maybe could. they're one of those teams. <laughs> they could. They could be could that you third team. Imagine? Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my mm-hmm. a team that doesn't spend money goes and gets Carlos Correa. I could I could see that actually. I don't know why. <laughs> I, I shouldn't say they don't spend money. They spend money in a little bit different ways. Because here's mm-hmm. one for you. The uh, the Braves traded for Sean Murphy, who I think is one of the most underrated catchers in baseball. Hundred percent. And then immediately signed into a six year extension worth seventy three million dollars. Yep, that's a great move, big time. Yeah, and I'm super glad to get that dude out of the AL West because oh, I don't yeah. want anything to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> he's a problem. He's really good. <laughs> yeah, he's really good. He's so reliable <laughs> behind yeah. the plate too. Like he's just yep. so reliable. Yeah, and nobody time. knows. Everybody forgot because he's playing in Oakland, and it's too bad. Exactly right. That's just yeah, true. that's the thing. Is like everybody who's a fan of an AL West team knows, but nobody else does. Yeah. The, Sean Murphy to this point is most famous for his butt, like getting hit by a yeah, pitch yeah. and that, <laughs> that edit. Exactly. Where he hits home run off his <laughs> left butt cheek. That's a great meme. <laughs> that video is so good. <laughs> if you didn't know, that's Sean Murphy. That's yeah, who that guy is. That's so. right. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Amazing. But <laughs> other signings. We had Evan Longoria go to the Diamondbacks. Brig, I'm excited. Yeah, I'll bet you are. I, I've always really liked Evan Longoria, and I'm going to get to watch one of my favorite players all year this year. I can't yep. wait. You get – this is what, the third gold glove they've signed this offseason? Something like that? I or think so. the second one, and the, but they already – oh, because Christian Walker earned the gold glove. 
So that's yeah. why there's three in my mind because they signed yeah. one. Now they've got Longoria and you had Christian Walker. That's what it is. That's right. Well, and then they made the deal where they said Dalton Varsho to the Diamondbacks. And Lourdes Gurriel's like, I don't care who we send over. Yeah. And he ends up going over. I'm like, sweet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> La Pena coming to Phoenix. Yeah. I'm excited. That's exactly right. <laughs> oh, that was the funniest thing. I don't care who we send over there. We want Varsho. Yeah. Okay, well, we're sending you, Varsho, bud. So. <laughs> <laughs> Give him a high five on your way out. It's funny because Gurriel is, what, 38 years old? I think Those, he's, I don't know. Those dudes are old. I do know. I that think he's much. 38 years old. <laughs> Let's see. He is. Um, I've I've actually got him pulled up right here for something we're going to talk about a little bit later. Yeah. So he's 29. It's it's the other. It's Yuli Guriel is like oh, 38. Guriel. Didn't I say Guriel is 38? So that's this what is, I was talking about. Was Guriel? If I was you're talking about the other thinking. one though. Yuli Yuli Guriel is older. Oh, Lourdes Guriel. You're right. Yeah. I'm getting them mixed up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's 29. Yeah, you're right. Well, that's okay. <laughs> Either way. Whatever. I don't know. And that's another guy I'm excited to have around, too. Right? Those Gurriels are exciting players. They are. So Absolutely. maybe this year the D-backs will actually be competitive. Well, they started competitively in 2022, so maybe they can be competitive to the All-Star break, maybe? Maybe. It might be harder to get tickets, though, so I don't know if I necessarily want that. Oh, come on. <laughs> <We'll see. laughs> the, that was the biggest anti-Homer Homer comment I've ever heard in my life. You're like, ah, I kind of want my team to be bad because the tickets are cheap and I can see all the other teams coming in to play. <laughs> I'm not a home, not necessarily a hometown fan. I my team is in Seattle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's funny. That's funny. <laughs> that should be anyway. a whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> it should be rooting for your home team to be terrible so that it's cheaper to go to games and it's not that hard to get a ticket <laughs> oh man i'm gonna it's start really something brig gonna start something yeah, yeah please of hometown teams not being great gene segura signed with the marlins two years 17 million that blew my mind couldn't believe honestly. that yeah, yeah i don't know very surprised by that one. Um, Nathan Uvalde to the Rangers, two years, $34 million. The DeGrom effect in place? No. No. No, I don't know why everybody's getting me hate on this Rangers thing, but I'm talking about the Rangers right now, dude. I know you are, but I... Just watch. Just wait. This it's is not going to be 2023, but just wait. No, because it's Seattle's year in 2023. Right. Yeah. Oh, or it could be right. Cincinnati. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. More. Let's just go through the hot soap real quick. Corey Kluber to the Red Sox, one year, 10 millions. James McCann traded to the Orioles. I thought that was interesting. The Orioles brought in a catcher. Yeah. I love uh, this. I love it's this because it's got to be strictly for mentorship. Men- mentorship. Right? Yeah. For Adley. Totally. Yeah, it's got to be. And then Craig Kimbrell to the Phillies, one year, $10 million. Michael Conforto, uh, not to the Mets. Conforto, didn't he go? I, I have on my notes, he went to the Mets. He went to the Giants. He went to the Giants. And this is something, I saw this meme, I thought it was really funny. There was a tweet. They said, I'm sorry, Carlos Correa, you do not meet the rigorous standards that it takes to play for the San Francisco Giants. Welcome, Mitch Hanniger and Michael Conforto. To <laughs> yeah. The yeah. Nobody has missed more time combined over the last two years than those two dudes. And I love me some Mitch Hanniger, but that dude, like, he has been rough with his can't stay man. healthy. Yeah. Such bad luck. So. Anyway, good luck, Giants, with that. Both, yeah, both dudes. I wish Hanniger the best, but man, 
Such bad luck. And then Will Myers and Kurt Casale signed at the Reds. In the meantime, the Reds DFA'd Mike Moustakis. Yeah, I was surprised by that. I was too, and I'm surprised that he's still out there. I think that's why I was surprised about the most. <laughs> like, I was like, Moose is still playing? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not so much that. I'm surprised somebody hasn't brought him in. What do you mean brought him point? in? Like signed him, that he's on the market still. I, I just forgot about him probably because he's playing in Cincinnati. Well, he was, I think, wasn't he part of the, uh, wasn't he a piece in the Soto trade? Because he was in San Diego. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. He was, wasn't he? You oh, really yeah. lost track of his stock. Wow, I really <laughs> am. <laughs> I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> what I haven't lost track of is Pete Rose, okay? <laughs> yeah, let's, speaking of the Reds, Pete, let's go in here. Let's go Pete in here. Rose, uh, he has place the first legal sports book bet in Ohio and uh he's, he's decided that with his money he's gonna he's gonna he bet that the Reds would win the World Series in 2023 that's the bet he placed <laughs> for the first ever now nominally as a gesture it's terrific right like let's just give credit where credit is due right. no nobody had to put him up to it it's the biggest political move of all time it's layered with storylines and meaning and all that, but I hope it wasn't more than like three bucks. <laughs> well, look at this, Briggs. So currently I have the um the Reds at plus twenty-five thousand. Twenty-five thousand to win the World Series. So if he bet a dollar, he would win two hundred and fifty dollars. He's going with he he's taking the action on that one, Briggs. That's what he's boy, doing. Boy, <laughs> he's well, a gambling man. I was just gonna say, you gotta know when to hold him. <laughs> You know what I mean? I don't know that he does. He 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 doesn't because know. I do think that Pete Rose is like an infamous, infamously terrible better. So you know they're going to lose the World Series no matter how well they start, no matter how well they finish. They're not going to win the World Series because Pete Rose bet on them. Ooh, you think it's a jinx situation? I don't know if it's not so much as a jinx. I mean, maybe that's the problem. Maybe he jinxed them by betting on them. Right, right. Maybe. He stole since Joe Boo's rum. Yeah, since he's so bad at betting that like everything he does. Yeah. yeah. I think he's still chasing bets back in like 84 or whatever. He probably is. <laughs> That's crazy. All right. But anyway. So the Blue Jays pitcher, Hanjin Ryu, should be returning from Tommy John in July. He missed a lot of last season with Tommy John surgery. Yeah. I think we called that here because mm-hmm. we saw the uh, forearm strain injury. Like, right, right. There's the problem. Bingo. Um, I think that if the Blue Jays can hold serve in the wild card in the AL East through July, which they did a pretty good job of doing that last year without him. Totally. He's going to be the guy they need going into October. Yes. The guy they need who they did not have last year. Yeah. Could could be a difference maker. Yep. I agree. We'll see. So. The AL yeah. East is only getting more competitive, though. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, for sure. And it will perpetually be more and more competitive as we go. But it's it's just we're in this really weird, I don't know, vortex where nothing compares to the AL East right now. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, th- there was what? They produced three, almost four playoff teams last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy because yeah, the, the Orioles the are – are exactly. on the rise. Right. The Rays, I think, are going to be a, a question mark going into the season. I, mean, I might be getting ahead of myself here with this, but I think the Rays are probably going to be a question mark Yeah, just because there's so much over uh, turnover with them. And then, obviously, the Yankees. And then, obviously, 
the Blue Jays should be right there, and the Red Sox seem like they're tearing down and rebuilding. But they it seems that way. Yeah. But Even Rafael Devers has reported that he is going to test the market. It's he's a, an entire year ahead of schedule to announce that, and he's already saying he's going to test the market. He feels like all of the offers that they've made him so far to try and extend him just aren't good enough. He's probably right. I mean, especially if he goes out and he has a, I mean, he doesn't have to hit 62 home runs to have a judge like year and then Mm-mm. be able to hit the market and make a whole bunch of money. But yeah, I could see him going out and having another great year and then hitting the market and being the top free agent target. Dude. Can you imagine Rafael Devers and his cabbage patch cheeks in pinstripes? Because we need a third baseman so bad. I could How not would you be, handle that. I don't know. I don't know. I I would probably be um I would probably be flogging myself and <laughs> eating chocolate to uh induce the endorphin rush all at the same yeah. time. I'd be like chocolate <laughs> flog, chocolate flog. <laughs> <laughs> but of course that's how i feel about josh donaldson anyway so right it's yeah. like it wouldn't change much <laughs> just be another tuesday for brig that's yeah, not a big deal chocolate flog there you go all right <laughs> anyway, let's let's stick with international baseball players yeah. here for just a little bit we we're talking about for those of you who may have lost track we were talking about ryu with the blue jays there for a minute but let's go to Cuba for a minute, Brig. Let's hop up and head to Cuba. Go the to U.S. Cuba. is going to let Cuban-born players, MLB <laughs> players, play for Team Cuba in the World Baseball Classic. And this changes friggin' everything. Everything changes now. Because well, you know, Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, was, because you've got Cuba playing in Taiwan in the, in the pool play, the opening round of the World Baseball Classic. And you look at who they have. Yeah. MLB players from Cuba are going to dominate that. Can pool. I just read a couple of these names off for really Please quick? Please do. Okay, Aroldis Chapman, Yuli Gurriel, Jose Abreu. We can we'll go ahead and say Yasiel Puig just because that could happen. Eugene he could Yandy. be there. Yeah. Um, Yandy Diaz. Uh, let me go down here. Don't forget Cesp- Jorge Soler. Jorge Soler. Yon Cespedes. That was a joke. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> those are some big names already. Yeah. There's more. I don't want to. Yonder Alonso, Jordan Alvarez. Yasmani Grandal. Be afraid of Jordan Alvarez, by the way. Absolutely. The whole world should be afraid of him. The entire tournament it needs to be afraid of him. Yeah. Because nobody has pitching that can slow him down, and definitely nobody in that pool. Because that pool includes... I don't have it pulled up right now, but I'm just going to go off memory. Um, Chinese Taipei, yeah, Cuba, obviously, the right. Netherlands, Italy, and Panama. And Panama, yeah, nobody's going to stop <laughs> freaking Jordan Alvarez. No, <laughs> I don't think though any of those teams would put up much of a fight against Cuba anyway, because their baseball federation is incredible. Like they have entire academies right. dedicated to players' development from the age of like. I don't know, six or seven on. Yeah. I just made that up, but it sounds right. Um, but no, I know what you're talking about, though. Like, yeah, those baseball academies. It's it's yeah. like they treat baseball like most countries in the world treat soccer. Yeah, they do. So that's why they all defect to come play Major League Baseball, because they're not allowed to earn a paycheck in Cuba. 
right. They yeah. just, they're just told they that's their lot in life is to play baseball without any money. It's nuts. Yeah. So I'm curious. I haven't. I just saw this news today. I think it's a couple days old. But I'm curious what it's going to do to the betting odds for the World, for the world Baseball Classic oh. in like a couple weeks, because the U.S. is the betting favorite. Um, a couple weeks ago, I was talking to our buddy Zip about it. I think that they're plus two fifty. Okay. And uh, and I'm curious how much it's going to move with being able to bring in Major League Baseball players to play for Team Cuba because it's, it's dangerous. It's dangerous. Well, and it's going to depend on the commitments that start coming in. Yeah. So I want to know who's in charge of, of – so the players obviously can volunteer themselves, but then the team is going to do a recruiting push now that this has been authorized. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see which direction the, the commitments come from, like where they originate. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That'll change the odds as well. Every time a commitment is made, I'll bet those odds change. They could, yeah. Yep. So we'll, we'll try to keep track of that as much as we can. Let's uh, move over to Korea briefly. Um, KBO MVP Jung-Hoo Lee is going to be posted after the 2023 season. He's currently playing for the Kiwoom Heroes. If you don't know who the Kiwoom Heroes is, you can go watch our video about them from 2020 well, because that was the only fact. baseball we had at the time. That's right. So. Big facts, bro. Yes, big facts. Um, I feel like this could be another big deal for um, for for baseball. Like, it's always there's always a player coming over from, in the last several years. I guess there's been a player coming over from Japan who's been a big deal. Yeah, you know, starting with Shohei Otani, and I, obviously nobody's been as big of a deal as as Otani, and probably ever will be because of who right. he is and what he does. But he is. Um, Let's see. It says the 24-year-old Lee won the league's MVP after hitting 349, 421, and 575 with 23 home runs, 36 doubles, 113 RBIs. That was oh. last season. Wow. So this is going to be a big deal. Um, he is a left-handed hitter. Ooh. So that's a big deal. Plays Even outfield. Better. Even better left-handed so. outfielder. He's probably got some gas, too. I'll bet he runs. Oh, I'm sure he does. I think I remember his name from watching the KBO a couple of years ago, if, I'm, yeah. if I remember right. And the heroes were not fantastic, but they had a couple of bright spots. But anyway. That's really exciting. So somebody to keep track of in uh, free agency next year. Okay. Um, real quick, Trevor Bauer was reinstated yeah. by Major League Baseball. An speaking, arbitrator. Of, speaking of keeping track of. <laughs> yes. An arbitrator ruled that his suspension should be ended. Mm. And so... His suspension is over after like it's like 190 something games, or whatever, or 190 something years. You know, it's kind of what it felt like. It, it, it feels like he's been out a lot longer than he has, it, been, honestly, for sure. Um, so the big question, uh, Brig, do you think the Dodgers will bring him back? It sounds like they're not going to, but do you think they will? No, nope, uh, I don't either. Do you think anybody signs him? We talked about this before, so we had and... this. We had a little conversation on the group. On the Facebook group about this. Yeah. Go ahead and share your thoughts, and then I'll share mine. So go ahead. Well, okay. So I think there are some teams that are going to be desperate enough to bring him in. And I think he's capable for sure. Um, oh, yeah. I think it's going to be it's going to be a matter of personality, behavior, cohesion, uh, clubhouse dynamic, whatever those considerations might need to be. But there are a lot of guys who have a lot of problems that get second chances in clubhouses and with teams that, that you know what? Like we talked to to uh, Samson. David Samson's yeah. like, we don't care. You know, if he can perform and perform his functions, 
then you know the duties of the job come first and that's all we care about if it makes sense financially so i think that there are going to be teams out there where it does make sense financially and if they can just they're just going to write some stuff a little extra padding in the contract to make sure that he minds his p's and q's that's it yeah i think so and and my thing that i said on the facebook group is i said i think that there will be 29 30 teams who will want or i guess 28 28 29 teams that will bring him in or at least consider it yeah and what they'll do is and i and i learned this from samson this is the thing that people that teams do is they will let it leak out to the media say we're considering talking with or we're talking to this guy's people to gauge public perspective or uh, perspective of the whole thing to be like are fans going to boycott are they going to burn jerseys outside the stadium you know are they are they going to like legitimately be upset to the point where this could hurt us financially Right. Then we won't bring him in. But if it's not that bad, we'll go ahead and bring him in anyway. And as far as the clubhouse goes, Brig, have you watched Ted Lasso yet? Not yet. I'm sorry. I keep meaning to. Okay. Your homework assignment this week is to watch <laughs> at least the first episode of Ted Lasso. <laughs> okay. Then you have to watch Slow Horses. Okay. Done deal. Same platform. Okay. Perfect. Right. Okay. All right. So what they do in Ted Lasso, though, is a season two. Oh, shoot. I shouldn't tell you since you Don't tell it. me anything. Um, take your headphones off for just a minute, Brig, because I have to make this. Well, what if the baseball family hasn't heard it? Well, I just don't want to spoil it for you. You don't care about them. Anyway, they're <laughs> <laughs> they make a move that's okay. questionable, but it works out. Okay. Okay. Thank there you. There we go. I knew you man, had it in you. Shoot, Brig. Go watch your show, man. Oh, samesies, bro. <laughs> <laughs> right back at you, homie. Gary Oldman's fantastic. He's fantastic. The ultimate power move is to just break wind wherever you want and that's that's like half his character it's awesome (laughs) everything he does is gold though anyway it is gold yeah all right let's let's finish with the mets wait hold on i want to talk trevor bauer for one half more second sorry go ahead where do you want him to be if you could seattle right see how easy that was yeah yeah, you still throws 97-98. He hits yeah. his spots. He's a young award winner. He yeah. hasn't lost a whole lot over the time. He hasn't had a whole lot of traffic or a whole lot of bolts out of that gun the last couple of years, if you know what I'm saying. Bingo. And yeah, bring him in fourth, fifth starter. I don't care. Yep. <laughs> Put him in the bullpen and test him out for the first Dude, couple no, of months. No, starting rotation. I'm just saying, if you're Because the you're Mariners stacked... have Marco Gonzalez and Chris Flex, and they're trying to move. That's a fifth spot. Fifth starter spot that's ready, ready and rah, rah, rah to go for him. I agree with you. And I think if the Yankees had any intentions of bringing him in, he would be a great bullpen op- option, a great like middle relief, long, long setup guy kind of a thing. But and is he going to sign as a bullpen guy? No, he won't. I'm just saying if it's if things He's get desperate, then that, that'd be a spot for him to land while people test the waters. Yeah. It's not going to happen. I'm just trying to think best case scenario for my club. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. all. <laughs> oh, we no, don't need I'm, him. I'm, I don't. <laughs> I'm giving him a starting spot in Seattle. Like, absolutely. Fine. <laughs> yeah. So is, Steve, so is Steve Cohen, by the way. <laughs> he might be. Because he's you. giving everybody money. Let's get into that. Yeah. Yeah. So Steve Cohen is being somewhat irresponsible with his money. Um, Are we calling it irresponsible? I don't know. Call when you have that much, is it possible possible to be irresponsible? <laughs> name that artist, baseball family. Jump in the comments and name that artist. All right, go ahead. <laughs> so these are the guys the Mets have signed this offseason. Okay. Brandon Nimmo. Just free agents. 
just free agents. Brandon Nimmo, eight years, 162 million. Edwin Diaz, five years, 102 million. Justin Verlander, two years, 86.6 million. Kodai Senga, five years, 75 million. Jose Quintana, two years, 26 million. Omar Narvaez, two years, 100, two years, 15 million. Sorry. Adam Adovino, two years, 14 and a half million. David Robertson, who, by the way, is a national treasure. Thank you, Brig. Yeah, he is. One yeah. year, $10 million. And then pending, we have Carlos Correa, 12 years, $315 million. That's a big chunk of that. Yeah. They have committed, including Carlos Correa, $806.1 million just to free agents this offseason. Yep. That is so much money. I just, I'm glad I'm sitting down for that information. <laughs> Could you imagine having that much money? You could just be like, yeah, pay him to come in and play baseball for us. No. Nope. Nice. That is unfathomable amounts of money for me. Without fathom. Um, Without and then you see and then you have fathom. Teams, <laughs> <laughs> and then you have teams on the other end of the spectrum. The Mariners have not spent any money this offseason. None. Shockingly, shockingly none. Well, so part of the problem is that there, an article actually came out like a day or two ago mm-hmm. that John Stanley owner has not granted any payroll flexibility going into this new year. What? Zero. Yeah. Despite a $100 million TV deal, he has said he's not going to spend that money on players. What? But Jerry yeah. DePoto's like the trade dude. Well, that's the thing is he's making, that's why is because he's making trades. That's why he's trading. It's because yeah. he doesn't have money to spend in free agency. And people are like, well, you can't force the players to come. It's like, well, no, but they're also not going to come if you're not willing to pay them what they're going to get somewhere else. You've got to right. pony up the cash. Yeah, man. And I wonder if part of it, I wonder if he's also a little bit gun shy on that after the Cano deal. Yeah. Which I get. I got a little bit of PTSD from that myself. Yeah, I'll dude. be honest. Yeah, you should. You know? Yeah. <laughs> but uh. no, it's, but that's why Jerry DePoto is making deals all over the place for the guys that he does. And speaking of which, I know that we kind of went off the rails here from the Mets. Um, it it's flying around the Twitterverse. Okay, the Mariners are making a hard push for Brian Reynolds. Okay, but they they said no. Yeah, that's what they say. <laughs> unless the <laughs> deal comes through, right? Unless it's really good. They got some good pitchers in that farm system they could send over there. And we know how they love to trade away pitchers eventually. So they want to have them right. so trade them away eventually. In three years, they could trade these guys away. Yeah. Back to Seattle if they want. That's yeah, fine. exactly. Whoa. Okay. That so, could be one of the best outfields in baseball. Yeah. Maybe even like ever. <laughs> like as they age, don't you think? Like as, as they, they age, mature? Could be. Could be. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. But. Got to get, got to extend Teoscar Hernandez though. So that's, mm-hmm. I think that's the next step there. But anyway, no. So the Mets throwing a bunch of money around to everybody this offseason. Brig, have you got a contract offer from the Mets yet? No, I'm offended. I'm going to call. It's probably Steve. in the mail, to be honest with you. Oh, I don't check the mail. <laughs> don't mail me anything. <laughs> Maybe it's out there waiting for you. Really bad with the mail. <laughs> really bad at email. In fact, I'm really bad at any most, most, Nonverbal communication. <laughs> it's that's not true. I'm really good at nonverbal communication. I'm just better when we can talk to each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'll text you. That's it. Perfect. That's kind of yeah. that's kind of I prefer anyway. Yeah. But anyway, let's take a quick break. When we get back, we're going to get into and talk about uh, some of our best and worst from 2022. <laughs> 
Welcome back, baseball family. We are going to get into our best and our worst moments of the 2022 season. As you may have guessed, Brad and I did not previously discuss the method nor the madness to how we built our lists. And we'll see if there's any overlap this time. I'm going to be shocked if there is, honestly. But we'll we'll find out. It'll be great. I'll be shocked. We're going to lead off with our with our worsts. We're going to go in uh, ascending order from least bestest least to worst. most bestest. <laughs> and least worst to most worst? No, not just. We're just going to do our crappy stuff first and our good stuff oh, okay. second. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I think we learned our lesson when we were wrapping up the, <laughs> wrapping up the season. Oh, boy, we sure skewed negative, didn't we? Yeah, oh, let's skew uh, positive this time. So, Brad, why don't you tell us one of your worst moments from the 2022 season? Okay, one of my worst from the 2022 season. So I did this just like I did worst blank, right? Mm. So my first one is going to be my worst team from the 2022 season. Okay. And it's not necessarily the team that finished with the worst record or the team that, I guess it's the team who showed up the worst. And for me, it was the LA Angels was Mm. my worst team of the year. We talked about it before a couple weeks ago. This team... They started off super hot. They were in first place in the American League West. They had the, they had a winning streak. And then the wheels fell off, and things really got out of control. They fired Joe Madden, continued to lose. They got into a brawl with the Mariners that they instigated, by the way. The Angels instigated, not the Mariners. And I think that that was something that they had done as a, <laughs> as a way to try to light the fire. And it lit yeah. the fire for the Mariners because they ended up rattling off winning the next 14 games. Right. But then the Angels continued to plummet. So just a bad year all around for the Angels. Mike Trout was diagnosed with a major back problem. Yeah. Um, Anthony Rendon missed the majority of the year with an injury. Just not a good time for the Angels. They were my worst team of 2022. Nice. So I took a more broad approach, and I just went with moments. Worst moments overall. You know, worst uh, however they may have impacted the game, either – that day or long-term, and that's when I'm going to get into my first one. I am disappointed that the lockout happened at all. That's one of my worst for the whole season is that we actually had to go to a full-on lockout and that things got that heated and that that ugly between both parties. I think that there could have been lots of ways to resolve it beforehand. We've talked about that ad nauseum. I don't want to get into it too much, but... It's one of the worst things that happened this season was that the lockout happened at all. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you. That was definitely one of the worst. And it got so bad that it looked like we weren't going to get baseball for months. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, and that's we, bad. Yeah, like we had friends who were like, I'm not doing anything until, until I see that there's yeah. going to be baseball. Diehard baseball fans. Yeah. We had diehard baseball fans that are friends of ours say, I've had it. I'm out. I don't care anymore. Until something yeah. happens, I'm not putting up with this. Yep, exactly. And and I don't blame him. That's it worst. Was really, really <laughs> ugly. <laughs> that is worst. That is worst. So should I go with another worst, or should I go with one of my best? Should we go um, every other, or should we just let, let's do every other? Okay. No, I don't know. What do you think? I don't know. Well, I don't know. Let's go every other. I think we should go every <laughs> okay. other, so it's not like an entire clip of all the worst. Okay. <laughs> Okay. I was panicking. <laughs> <laughs> so my first best, um, I'm going to go with best value this year. Okay. Okay. 
So my best value is in Shohei Otani, and I say this all the time, mm. and I'm going to get real specific as to why. Shohei Otani made $30 million this year. That's a lot of money. Yeah. But but you have to think of Shohei Otani this way. You're getting two all-stars for the price of one. Right. You got the fourth-place finisher in the Cy Young for $15 million. You also got the second-place finisher in the MVP voting for $15 million. Mm. You get wow. Shohei Otani has got to earn like, like when he hits free agency next year. I feel like you've got to. He deserves to be paid maybe 125 percent of the top played top paid player in the league, and you're still getting him out of value for that reason. Wow, that you're getting two of the best players in the league in one. I think the teams have to take that into consideration. He's a unique I've... circumstance. I have never thought about it in terms of actual dollar bills like that. And you make a terrific point that for $15 million, you're going to get a Cy Young candidate as well as an MVP top ten, top five. Yeah. Holy yeah. crap. And it's not, and it's not just an MVP Cy Young award winner. You're getting an offensive MVP. Totally. You're getting, you're getting a legitimate Cy Young award winner. Right. Like, yeah. 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 That's Holy why I cow. say all the time that he is literally the most valuable player in the league. Because wow. that dude deserves a ton of money for what he is. Mm-hmm. So $30 cool. million, Angel's going to steal. Yeah, that's great. Um, okay, I'm going to go with my, my easiest one, my homer pick. It's when um, Judge hit 62. When he beat the record for the American League all-time home run king and i know everybody wants to quibble over whether or not he's really the all-time king versus barry right. bonds and all that crap i'm not getting into that all i'm saying mm-hmm. is he has the record in the franchise and in the american league it is worth something it is exciting it was fun to watch all the anxiety and the drama and the you know the parallels with roger maris and babe ruth and all those different historical perspectives being brought up you know, the, watching his mom fall apart in the stands. Everything about that was best. Everything was best. <laughs> it was best. That it is was best solid for best. baseball. It was best for, it's just best. And to go, mm. he and, and after that, knowing that he bid on himself, that he turned down a qualifying offer from the Yankees prior to, and then went out and did this on top of everything else he accomplished, just best. <laughs> he got almost $100 million more. Yeah than what they offered at the beginning of the season with his extension. I think it was a clean 100 because it was 260 to 360, if I remember right. Yeah. For some reason, I have 267 in my mind, but that's close oh, enough Oh, maybe you're right. Yeah, it's close it's, enough for me that yeah. you could say clean 100. Yeah. it's Because what's $7 million really? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'll, I'll let you know one day. <laughs> that's like, that like a $5 me of that bill. Joke with Michael Scott. <laughs> Boy, I sure love inside jokes. I'd love to be a part of one someday. <laughs> yeah, Boy, yeah. I sure love $7 million. I sure like to have it someday. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. Oh, man, that's good. All, All right. right. <laughs> okay, let's each do one more worst, and then we'll okay. take a quick break. All right. Okay, my next worst. Um, I'm trying to decide which one I should go with next. If I, Because I could save one for, like, comedic like comedy at the end yeah we'll do that okay so my next is the worst play although like i love plays like this just because it shows how weird baseball is so this is this is the worst play and it obviously depends on which side you're on 
but holy moly on april the 26th yes this is super early in the season but man i haven't seen something like this in a while um Miguel Sano hit a line drive. This is bottom of the ninth inning. The the Twins are trailing the uh, the Tigers by one. Sano hits a line drive out to right field, and it goes over Robbie Grossman's head, like hits off of his glove. Yeah. But there's runners on first and second. Runners have to hold up because they think Grossman's going to make the catch. Well, he doesn't, so they go. Sano is running all the way for a double, so you've got two runners on second and a runner on third. Well, <laughs> throw comes in, goes home, and then they're like, oh, we've got an opportunity to get some outs. Catcher throws out to third base, goes out into the left field, and the <laughs> Twins end up winning because two runs come around and score. Two errors on one play. And it's like, if you cue, what's the what's the clown music called, Brig? Enter the Gladiators? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, if you cue that up with that play, <laughs> holy moly, that's got to be like an all-timer worst. <laughs> and I feel like there's one of those every single year, right? Because last year, my best worst moment, I think, was that play with with Javi Baez running back home, and I, it's so funny to watch stuff like uh, this yeah. just because I'm not a part of it, and it's not my team. Right. That's for why. sure. But, man, that's got to be the worst play, especially for Tigers fans this year. <laughs> just summed up their entire season. <laughs> All right. Go ahead with one more worst before we take a break. Okay. The, mine's the easy one. It's, it's also a homer pick. A Yankees fan was seen uh, this season having uh, drunk his – beer out of a straw which he crafted out of a hot dog oh yeah you remember the hot dog straw <laughs> how could i forget <laughs> oh, no. i was what? like <laughs> so i think like i love to i love the storylines from the stands because that's where i live and that's where all my favorite storylines are and that that one just is so good what's funny is that if you go back and watch and i did his hat is a tartan pattern. It's just really weird. It's this really weird plaid sort of Yankee, Yankees hat. And he just looks like such an oddball. Poor guy. And he's got a regular plastic straw that he has shoved inside the hot dog and then pulled out the center of it. It looks like he then sucks the hot dog through the straw drops the hot dog straw he's now crafted into his beer and then goes to town and drinking. No, no, I can see if he had like left the straw in there and just like made like the aesthetic, right? Sure. But the fact that he pulls the straw out and then actually uses the hot dog for his straw. <laughs> now there's, don't get me wrong, I love <laughs> hot dogs, right? I had a hot dog last yeah. night for dinner because yeah. I love them. But the worst part of hot dogs it's the hot dog burps after. Yes. <laughs> that dude. <laughs> like to the nth degree, hot dog burps after that. And just like the least appealing person in the entire stadium to be around. Well, okay, so I have so many things to say. First first of all, it would have been one thing if there was like a group of friends around egging him on or whatever. Nope, <laughs> dude's totally by himself. <laughs> This the is like what is, he does on like a yeah, Tuesday night. Yeah. The next thing is like, who drinks beer with a straw? Like that's you got to ask that question. I've ne I don't understand. I don't understand. That's too, and then it just kind of then snowballs. <laughs> so, it's like it's like the adult version of using your red vines to drink your root beer, right? Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> But how adult is it, really? Ah, uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> the dude never left the frat house. <laughs> no, 
Well, I, I don't. Maybe he just was never invited. I don't know. The plaid <laughs> Yankees had <clears throat> failure to launch or something. I don't know. Anyway, hope baseball family. I hope that's not you. <laughs> we still love you, but we want to talk about it. Okay, we got some questions. <laughs> so many questions. All right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll finish this list. <laughs> Welcome back, baseball family. Uh, we are talking about our best and worst of 2022 of the season. Um, so Brig actually has a couple more and then kind of like a crossover one. So we're going to toss over to him and let him give his next best thing. Okay. Uh, Miggy hits 3,000. No, that's a good one. Was, I mean, come on. It's, again, just best. <laughs> it's like, there aren't very many people who have 3,000 hits. There aren't very many guys who are more beloved in the league than Miggy is. There aren't very many guys uh, who you wanted to see it happen to more. Just best. Yeah, that's a solid one. I don't know how I forgot about that and Albert Pujols hitting 700. But anyway, um, so my next best is I'm going to go with best player. Okay. So before I give you best value, but best player, I'm going to give you Aaron Judge. Mm. Um, And I think it's every reason you talked about his home run chase before because but when i consider best player it's not necessarily most like the mvp right otani is your best value but one of the things i i look into with best player is like his appeal right is he drawn eyeballs and judge certainly brought in eyeballs this year with his own run chase and yes like you said it's an american league record and eventually american league and national league might go by the wayside and it'll just be down the list whatever that's fine but for now Watching Aaron Judge, somebody who I'm just going to say as far as we know, just because you never know what's going to happen, right, is clean. And I would like to think and be optimistic that he is going to be clean his entire career, that that's the big difference, right? Yeah. Like there are some there are some purists are going to be like, no, this is the record. All of Major League Baseball, it is 62 now because Aaron Judge was clean. For sure. But when it came down to the entertainment value, of Aaron judge. Like I was sitting watching Mariners games and then flipping over to Yankees games. I was keeping track of when judge was coming up and I would flip over to Yankees games when it was his turn. Yeah. To hit. yeah. Because well, and he's a, to see it. he's an incredible defender. Like people don't give him enough credit because he right. gets so much attention at the plate. Yeah. But the dude, first of all, he's got a cannon. I was going to say he's all, got an A plus plus arm. The dude throws like 102. Well, he I mean, covers granted, so much, hop, but still how many, yeah, how many guys it doesn't do matter. He covers so much ground on top of that and is mm-hmm. capable of really eating up that outfield distance. So it doesn't matter where he plays. And we saw him prove it in center field a bunch this year, too. I think he's amazing. He is he is an incredible – and I think John Carlos Stanton as well because I don't think that dude gets enough credit for his athleticism. But Aaron Judge is an incredibly athletic 6'7". Like yeah. He could probably like do well in basketball. Oh, Not everybody who's 6'7 can. Yeah. Or taller just because that's a lot of body to move around right yeah exactly so yeah no he is incredibly athletic defense offense all of it he is to me he was the best player of the year and a lot of it has to do with the home run chase it's great that's hey, awesome give us give us your last worst brig i'm just gonna say zach hampel <laughs> yes <laughs> zach hampel should just run away with all kinds of worst awards ever right it's like the worst 
and you can love or hate what he's done. He ha- first of all, he has given some attention to the game, which I think is valuable. Like we have to, uh, we have to say that, but it's the wrong kind of attention when you're pushing kids out of the way or when you're coming up, you know, stories about dog piles that have gone awry in all sorts of negative, <laughs> violent ways or whatever. I don't know. I, I don't like the way he's handling it, but I, you know what I don't like more is that he finds himself in the right place at the right time that often. And I think that's what pisses me off as much as anything else. Yeah, that is really annoying. So I remember, I will never forget this break. When I was like 10 years old, 11 years old, Ken Griffey Jr. was on the cover of SI Kids. The the headline was Jolton Jr. I'll never forget it. Yeah. And in that issue, there was an article about Zach Campbell. This was freaking forever ago. Well, yeah. And, uh, and he's like, I'm going to give you tips as to how to get a home run ball from your favorite player. And his tip was go for batting practice and go to their pole side. I was like, I'm 10. And I know that you're stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Ever since then, I have had like no use for the dude. (laughs) Yeah. And seeing him and everything else that goes on, I'm just like, whatever. man. I've just had it. I've had it with Zach Campbell. I have too. I absolutely agree with you. Worst. (laughs) Yeah. The worst. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Give me one of your best, Brad. Your last. Well, let best me give you my worst and then I'll end with the best. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Okay. So I'm going with worst person. Um, I very well could have done the same one you did. But as far as Major League Baseball goes and players for 2022, my worst person is Fernando Tatis Jr. That is solid. And. A lot of it has to do from where he went, where being like, this dude is the best, right? Like he was the golden child. He was the face of the league to all of a sudden he gets all this money and then he goes and he is doing stuff he's not supposed to be doing in the off season, riding dirt bikes. And I understand there are all kinds of guys who do stuff they're not supposed to be doing. But I also remember watching an episode of Fantasy Factory on MTV so many years ago where Carmelo (laughs) Anthony went to the Fantasy Factory and he was complaining. He's walking around just like, man, I can't do anything here. And he didn't. He didn't do anything. Yeah. And not just because it was going to be on TV, because he could have been like, hey, can you edit that out for me? Which, you know, maybe he did. But you see he was walking around just like, man, this place is awesome, but I can't do anything. Because he lived up to his contract. Fernando Tatis yeah. did not live up to his contract. Went out, rode dirt bikes, broke his wrist, could not play. And then, and then, Brig. And then, Brad. Test positive for PEDs. And I'm sure that for like the rest of his team, he's, they were just like, no, we're done with this dude. Yeah. Like, don't even like mention him the rest of the year. We're not going to even go there. And then I'm curious what it's going to be like when he comes back. Because the Padres, the more games they played in the postseason, the more it brought off, it knocked off of his suspension. So he's going to yeah. get to come back sooner. Right. But I'm curious the dynamic of that clubhouse in spring training when he's there, because you can play in spring training when you're even though you're suspended because they're not regular season games. And then what happens when he comes back in the season, what it's going to look like in there. Depending on if he stays with the Padres. Can you move him, though? Yeah, you could. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if you can trade a suspended player, though. I don't know about that either. Like, yeah, I'm not sure, but I'm sure that there would be somebody who would buy, right? Buy really, somebody really low, but he's got a big fatty fat contract. They would inherit a lot. I'm just that, saying that I think we should spread this conversation out to whichever 
clubhouse he ends up in. I don't know that it's going to be San Diego. Right. Yeah, because they brought in Xander Bogarts. So right. He's certainly playing shortstop for them. And uh, Tatis is going to go to the outfield, which he's not going to be happy about. Because nope. he said before, he you, you paid for a shortstop, not an outfielder. Yep. Be interesting to so, see, for yeah. sure. Yep. All right, hey. my last bestest. <clears throat> Lastest, most besteses. You actually brought it up. It's Albert Pujols. Oh, but nice. It's, it's more than just him hitting 700. It's, it's because he did it in a Cardinals uniform. It was his last season ever. Um, and then he gets steps on the mound and records a win. everything that could have gone right for albert pujols this year did they even made it to the playoffs i know they didn't make it deep into the playoffs but they made it to the playoffs he got to rub off some of that love and some of that mojo and some of that postseason experience and everything onto a bunch of younger guys i think everything went right for the cardinals organization regarding albert pujols but albert pujols had one of the best last years of a career will We'll see in a long time. Yeah. He almost had a better year this year than he had most years in Anaheim. Oh, yeah, exactly. Which is crazy, but because he was there for so long. But yeah, yeah, no, that was, that was the, a great year for pools. But the poetry of it, right? The storyline yeah. and the it's just the best. Yep. That was awesome. Great year by pool holes. Yeah, I think I definitely think that's one of the I I like I said, I completely forgot about it. I should have that as like my top moment. <laughs> instead i went with best game and this is a homer pick absolutely a homer pick and i could do two or two or three with this um because i could take the best moment and that would be cal raleigh hitting the ball off the hit of here cafe to clinch the playoff spot for the mariners because that was enormous ending that drought Uh, and then i could pick the best game being game one of the wild card series where the mariners went out and dominated the blue jays but no, for me, the best game for the Mariners this year was game two of the wild card series where they came back. They clawed back. looked like they were down and out, just crushed. And, elim- and they wouldn't have been eliminated, but they would have, even the series and momentum was swinging towards the Blue Jays. Right? Like, it didn't look yeah. good. It was like, oh, well, one series and done. At least they got in. But no, they came back, won the game in dramatic fashion. That was so exciting. Mm-hmm. So um, good. Holding the position, rally position was born out of that game. Yeah. <laughs> right? I told Jewel that he could not turn the game back on because we have to hold positions. That's right. For those of you who may have, may have forgotten or heard about that. Um, and we'll get more into rally positions, I think, as we get into the season. That's going to be a whole thing oh, that yeah. we're going to do. But, sure. uh, but yeah, game two of the wild card series with the Mariners and Blue Jays for me was the best game of the year. So stressful, so much fun, but that's what sports are supposed to be. Right? Yes, stressful and fun, and that's why we like to watch it. And that's what makes it a good time. So that's that's surprised my you didn't go year. with the eighteen inning against the Astros. Oh, if they had won, yeah, that would have been messed. Yeah, game. okay, no. yeah. <laughs> the you're fact right. that they ended up losing freaking one to zero. <laughs> Stellar one, but yeah, no. Game two was exciting, just so much fun to watch, though. I loved yeah, that. I agree. Okay, I have one more. And okay. this one straddles the line on both sides. Um, the worst is that Vince Scully passed away. Like, it's that sucks. But the best is how everybody handled it. I think it was really, really well handled by the Dodgers organization, by the everybody in Major League Baseball. 
Um, the fans, I feel like, recognized it for what it was, which is something that doesn't always happen when a legend passes away. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so all things considered, I thought that was that was one of the crowning achievements of how 2022 went was Vin Scully's sad departure from us and from our baseball family. But the ability that we had to honor him and, and do it right was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So when did he retire? Was it, was it last two years ago? He retired. Um, I'd have to look it up because I feel like with Vin Scully, it was one of those things where he didn't want to retire for a long time because he knew once he did, he would, he would pass away. Yeah, it says he was active till 2016, from 1949 to 2016. Okay, so, oh yeah, he retired at 88 in 2016. It it doesn't feel like that long ago. No, because he remained so active and so, you know, such a part of it. still around the game. Yeah, he didn't disappear. So, retired in 67 summers. Yeah. And he, and there was a a statistic I saw where he had called like some, like almost like 10% of all major league baseball games like ever or something like that or maybe wow. I don't think it was that high but it was still like a significant percentage and yeah. it's not like it's not just Dodger games it was all games right. ever that had ever been broadcast on radio yeah he probably did call 10% of all playoff games though cuz they call oh, them probably. in for world series and stuff and and the fact that Dodgers were so successful in the playoffs over the course sure. of their franchise history I could see that I could totally see that so yeah. Anyway, there's my last one, straddle the line. I like it. That's a good one to end on. Baseball family, let us know what you think was the best and worst anything of this entire season. Best moments, best player, best person, worst person, whatever you want to do. Yeah. Send it our <laughs> way. Let us know what you think. You can jump in the mailbag and send those over. There's a link in the description of every single episode, or you can just drop it in the comments on YouTube. That is welcome as well, and we will respond to you, and if we like it, maybe we'll bring it on the show. Maybe that's what yep. we'll do with that. Totally. Don't forget to jump on Patreon as well. Patreon is the best way to support the Baseball Together podcast and all of our efforts, both here on the show, on YouTube, social media, etc. You can do it at patreon.com, search for Baseball Together. We have tiers of support as low as $1 a month. We have $5, $10, and $15 of support as well. Each come with their own package <coughs> Excuse me, of, of support from us and your own perks and different benefits that come with it. So jump on there. And if you like what we're doing, we'd love having help keeping doing what we're doing. For sure. And don't forget to like, subscribe, rate, and review the show. Let us know what you think about the show. Subscribe on YouTube so you don't miss an episode ever at all. We always do bite-sized versions of every single episode in clips because we know not everybody has the time to watch or listen to the show. That way you can just get it in little, uh, little clips and segments. But Baseball Family, thank you so much for joining us. We will catch you next week.